I think that talking about risk management and uncertainty is certainly timely, but that tuning out the noise, as we always say, staying the course, seeing the long game, as it were, if you can kind of hold on to that, you'll be all right. Welcome to Your Retirement Planning Simplified with your host, Joseph Curry, a CFP professional who is going to help you learn how to simplify your retirement planning. This podcast is all about helping you answer those burning questions you've had about your retirement possibilities and making a plan to get there. Through retirement planning education, resources, and expert interviews, Joe will help you get clear on your retirement vision, how to simplify it, and what you'll need specifically to achieve or maintain your financial freedom. Ready to live out your retirement dreams and create future opportunities for the ones you love? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to the final episode of Your Retirement Planning Simplified in 2023. It's hard to believe we're here. <laughs> it's hard to believe. Most people know by now, I'm Joe Curry, along with my co-host. I'm Lindsay Wilson. So Lindsay, just like we did last year, we're going to do an episode highlighting some of our favorite, some of the most popular episodes from the past year. That's right. And we've covered a large amount of topics as it pertains to retirement planning. I think we've got a breadth and depth of topics that anybody new to the show, or if you know somebody new to the show who might benefit, I think this is a great sort of sampler of the best of our podcasts from this year. Yeah, and we'd love to hit the highlights of every episode, but we went to a weekly show in 2023. So, you know, there's a lot of episodes. So part of the criteria when we were going back through and selecting what episodes we wanted to touch on was basically listening to the listeners and more or less choosing the most popular episodes from the last year. With that, I guess we might as well jump in. Sure. So first up, we have episode 32, and this one was a hugely popular one and a hugely popular question. Do I need a million dollars to retire? And this would be part two. Yeah. So I think one of, if not the most popular episode from 2022 was, do I need a million dollars to retire? So we thought we'd try it again, part two in 2023. And once again, one of the most popular. And so basically the topic around this, do I need a million dollars to retire was about the safe withdrawal rate based on the research. And I almost want to say kind of predictions of Morningstar. We've talked on the podcast a number of times about safe withdrawal rates, which is the amount of money you can take out of your portfolio on an annual basis in retirement without having to worry about running out of money before you run out of life, I guess you could say in retirement. So the 4% rule is a really well-known rule of thumb. And so with the updated numbers from Morningstar for 2023, they were saying the safe withdrawal rate was probably 3.8%, which going back a year is actually higher than the year before. So we won't go too much into the details of why that is. But really with this episode, we're talking about, you know, what does that mean for you? So whether you have a million dollars or some other amount to retire, what does the safe withdrawal rate for you? And what are the other factors that are going to come into play to help you determine how much money you actually need to retire in retirement? Following on the heels of episode 32, we have episode 33, pursuing a better investment experience. Yeah. So I guess a good transition from do I need a million dollars to retire and that safe withdrawal rate? You know, part of what's going into that safe withdrawal rate is what does your portfolio look like? How are you investing? One of the ways that we believe we can increase returns or maximize returns and increase safe withdrawal rates is by following the science of investing. And so this episode, really, we're just talking 
all about what does the science of investing say about how you should build your portfolio, how you should think about approaching investing for your situation. I won't go through all those details right now, but we did a really good rundown of all those different factors that you want to make sure you're taking into account when you're trying to build the best portfolio for you. Absolutely. Here's one that we had a couple of guests, Caleb Miller and Riley Anderson, and it was really about how to have an awe-inspired retirement. Episode 37, I should say. Yeah. So a couple of fellow retirement planners from Alberta. And really, we just had a good conversation around what is retirement planning? What is it not? I mean, we talked about it in the episode, but I think a lot of people think I could just put a few numbers into a calculator with a few variables and it's going to tell me how much I can spend. And while that's not a bad starting place, there's a lot more to figuring out how much you can spend in retirement. And we really just talk about what are these, some of these other factors that we need to think about when we're doing retirement planning and where do financial planners fit into that whole piece? I think one of my favorite quotes from that episode and one I've thought about a lot is projections aren't plans. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. That's a really good way of summarizing what that episode's about. Now, episode 39, we have Retiring with Purpose. This was a really popular episode, which I'm actually really happy to see that because we can get really fixated on the numbers, right? I think a lot of retirement planners, financial planners really focus in on the numbers. So they're talking a lot about the purpose and the personal plan beyond the financial plan. But it's not just retirement planners or financial planners. A lot of times clients are coming in and they think the only thing that matters is, do I have enough money to retire without really giving a lot of thought to what does retirement look like? In this episode, we talk about why it's important to think about purpose beyond work using our retirement navigator, which you can find at retirementplanningsimplified.ca. We have a process or an exercise we kind of walk our listeners through in this episode to get the wheels turning, I guess you could say, about figuring out what does that purpose look like beyond work. And understanding your values and your purpose, that'll guide how you allot or spend your income in retirement, right? Yeah, exactly. It's allowing some more intentionality around spending. Correct. So episode 40 was one that I did with Jane Robertson, who is the former head of Single Seniors for Tax Fairness. Really, we looked at what kind of tax structure we have in Canada surrounding single seniors, because there is an inequality between those who are married and those who are single and the lack of tax breaks or the struggles that single seniors have in affording rent and living on a single person's income in retirement. Now, Jane has stepped down, but single seniors for tax fairness have been lobbying the government continually to look at the tax structure for single seniors. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. It is much more difficult to maintain that lifestyle and retirement for someone who's single. Not to mention, if they were single all along, they had less income to save to get ready for retirement, which is sometimes the case, sometimes not the case. But anyway, but when they get there, where there's pension splitting and other ways of managing taxes for couples, that just doesn't exist for single seniors. So this was a popular episode. I'm not surprised. You know, we have a lot of single clients within our financial planning firm. And so I'm sure there's a lot of our listeners are also single. Now, episode 47, we looked at how to achieve a comfortable retirement through effective planning. Yeah. So really, this one was going back to the foundations in a lot of ways around retirement planning, the importance of starting early. You know, we just talked with David Barnett recently about we want to sell our business. We need to plan that out, right? So it's the same with retirement. We need to start thinking about retirement a number of years before we actually get there to make sure we know what to expect. We have time to make some course corrections, make sure we have a good understanding of what our cash flow is going to look like in retirement. 
Also, I think we mentioned it in there, like the best time to start planning for retirement is when you start working. But <laughs> aside from that, it doesn't always happen. So <laughs> exactly. We talk a little bit about tax free savings accounts versus RRSPs, optimizing pensions, making sure we're getting the full match from our employers for anyone who has those defined contribution pensions. We talked about different retirement options and different retirement accounts for business owners. And we talked a little bit about where a financial planner can help facilitate, you know, putting all these different pieces together to help with the best outcomes for retirement. Absolutely. In episode 49, we again looked back at taxes and how minimizing taxes can maximize your retirement income. Yeah. So again, this was just Lindsay and I and we really focused a lot on the different tax buckets. So we have our tax deferred bucket which is generally something like your RRSPs. So anyone in Canada, our retirement accounts. And then we have our tax-free bucket, which is our TFSA or tax-free savings accounts. And then we have our non-registered or cash accounts. And these are taxed along the way. So any dividends, any interest, and any realized gains, meaning if we sell any stocks and there's gains, those are all taxed as we go. So we talked about where those different accounts fit into the plan. Talked a little bit about the importance of thinking about our withdrawal order. So in retirement, like where are we actually taking our income from? Which of those buckets or a combination of buckets? So thinking about the balance there. And then we also talked a little bit about the taxation on business accounts. So for someone who's maybe saving within their business for retirement. And now episode 53 was, I think I mentioned before, my personal favorite, and it was with Dr. Preet Banerjee, and it was Next Level Financial Planning, Unleashing Your Potential with a Wealth Advisor. Yeah, so this was really interesting to hear. So Preet did his dissertation for his PhD, uh, I guess the value of advice. So is there value or return on your investment in financial advice? And so what he found was for smaller accounts, lower net worth households, there was a bit of a mix. In some cases, yeah, there was a, a positive return. In other cases, there wasn't. The big differentiator on whether there was or wasn't was, did you get a financial plan versus did someone just manage your portfolio? So the ones who were getting financial planning as part of their advice, there was a positive return on that investment. Now, what he found, though, was for larger net worth households, larger accounts, it was pretty well unanimous that people paying for advice in that category were getting a positive return on their fees or their investment. And some of the thinking behind that is that generally speaking, people who have that higher net worth are dealing with advisors who have more experience. They've been around longer. They've seen different situations. Also, because when we see higher net worth households, there's usually a little bit more complexity. So maybe there's more areas to take advantage on tax savings or optimizing portfolio, um, the estate planning and kind of the other pieces that go around. So having that more complexity and the higher net worth, there's probably a larger impact from the advice. But anyway, it's a really interesting episode. So anyone who's not sure about hiring a financial planner, I highly recommend listening to that episode. And there's been other studies done, right? Morningstar has done a study. Vanguard's done a famous study, what they call Advisor Alpha. So what impact is the advisor having above and beyond just the investment returns? Some of those studies are pretty convincing, but at the same hand, they're coming out of the industry. And the thing that makes this different with Preet is that he doesn't have any skin in the game from an industry standpoint. So it's more of a non-biased outlook where he just had the question, is there value in advice? Yeah, highly recommend listening to that episode for anyone who hasn't already. Absolutely. And now we move sort of back into the world of more holistic 
financial planning and where we're looking at unlocking fulfillment and purpose in retirement. And we had guests, Mary Ellen French and David Wing from the retirement years on. Yeah. So this was just nice to get the perspective from someone or a couple of people, I guess, who've already retired. So we got to talk a little bit about their journey, their thoughts, and the important factors of a successful retirement, both financial and like that purpose piece, as you mentioned, Lindsay. They talk about some retirement myths, the importance of social interaction, and some other key things that people should be thinking about. But again, from that perspective of some people who've actually been through the process rather than speculating on what it's like. And now episode 56, we looked at the book, The Millionaire Next Door, and we look at some of the key lessons that people could take from it. This is a really good book that I highly recommend to anyone. But some of the key findings and really something that changed my thinking a little bit was the importance of fostering independence in our children. And so what I mean by changing my thinking a little bit is, you know, I was always a big proponent of if parents have lots of money and their kids need some help, especially in these tough markets with buying a house, things like that, that, you know what, help them out now because you're not going to see them enjoy it when you're not here. Again, this is assuming that our clients are well off and they're not just going to spend all their money and they're just going to leave it to the kids anyway. But the research coming out of this book really shows the importance of fostering that independence in our children so that they can find ways and learn how to make money for themselves, how to support themselves. So they're not, I guess they don't have that crutch of their parents. So there was a pretty strong argument in there. It wasn't really an argument. It was just kind of showing the facts. So I found that really interesting, but there's a lot of different things they talk about in there. Some things you might expect like delayed gratification, modest living, things like that, that would make up a lot of why people end up becoming millionaires. And when we say the millionaire next door, you know, a lot of people now have a house that's a million dollars. And so it doesn't always seem like a millionaire is a big number, but this book's out of the 90s. So I'm just putting that, I guess, into perspective a little bit. But anyway, a great book. I highly recommend. And it's the concept of a millionaire too, right? Yeah. Like we understand what the concept of it is, regardless of the number value. Exactly. Now, episode 57, we have retirement dress rehearsal. Yeah. And unfortunately, this is something that we've had to learn the hard way. So not from me retiring, but from working with people who think they have their cash flow figured out before they retire. And then it's not maybe the way they anticipated. And generally what we see when people retire and they run into this trouble with cash flow, well, we just need to take out some extra money because we forgot about this. And then a couple of months later, it's like, we're going to need a little bit more because we need to do this, but it's just one time. And these one-time things just kind of happen every couple of months. And all of a sudden, we're way behind on our retirement plan and how we built it all out. So the retirement dress rehearsal now is something that we try to get all of our clients to do before they think about actually retiring. Not before they think about it, before they actually go through the process of retiring, especially if we know they're kind of close on what their income needs might be. And so the idea behind that is really just live off the money that you're saying you're going to be able to live off in retirement. Because if you can do it in retirement, say a year from now, then you should be able to do it today. And if you can't do it today, well, you're not going to be able to do it a year from now. So at least while you're still working, we can figure out where we need to adapt, whether it's save some more money, work a little longer or whatever it is. So it's a really important concept that is pretty well non-negotiable for people coming in to work with us now who are still a little ways out from retirement. And I think this might be relevant, but because we're talking about dress rehearsal in the world of theater, there is prior planning prevents poor performance. Perfect. Well said. So I think that that might be applicable there. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Episode 58, I wish I didn't invest in RSPs. The whole point here is we get a lot of people when they see how much tax they need to pay on their RSPs when they take the money out because RSPs go into your income. So they're fully taxable. 
So a lot of people say, you know, why did I ever do this? I should have never put money in here. I should have just put it in like non-registered savings or whatever it is. But two important things to remember. One is when you put that money in there, you never pay tax on it. So if you're making $100,000 a year and you put $20,000 in any given year into your RRSP, well, on your tax return, you only pay tax as if you made $80,000, not $100,000. So that $20,000, you got to put a bigger chunk of money into your investment. And the second part of that is until you actually need it, there's no tax on the dividends, the interest, or the capital gains as long as it stays in there. So we're still, in most cases, a lot further ahead by putting that money in while we're still working into our RSP and then taking it out in what's likely to be a lower tax bracket in retirement. We go into a lot more detail than that in the episode, but you know, actually I had a phone call yesterday and we were talking about the same thing. It constantly comes up. So I believe the next episode, episode 60, is based on a concept from Michael Kitsis and it's don't overlook inflation. Yeah, so don't overlook inflation. This tends to actually be business owners. Business owners and their business are really good at managing cash flow and understanding what their capital requirements are to keep the business going, you know, so what they need to have on hand. But when they sell their business and they have this lump sum, and so this doesn't have to be business owners, anyone with a lump sum at retirement, but often they'll look at it and be like, well, I could just put this lump sum of money into a GIC and then I'll be able to take out X number of dollars per year for the next 25 years and I don't have to take on any risk. But the problem is that it doesn't work like that. If the cost of living never went up, then that's great. But the reality is every year, we're probably going to need a little bit more money. And 30 years down the road, we're probably going to be taking out twice as much, maybe three times as much as where we started when we, we first retired. So that math doesn't really work. And the other thing that Kitsis was talking about is the fact that often we'll talk about sequence of returns. So I mean, we've talked about that on this podcast many times. And actually, one of our top five retirement risks White Papers talks about this. And that just means that returns don't necessarily come the same every year. We have good years, we have bad years. We might average five, six, seven, however many percent over our lifetime in retirement, but we're going to have good years and bad years. And the same thing holds true for inflation. So anyone who retired two years ago, the cost of living today, two years later, is way higher than I'm sure any retirement plan had projected. So it's the idea that there's sequence of inflation risk as well, not just sequence of our investment returns. And now episode 62 and 63, that was a part one and part two, and it was about mistakes that you might be making in retirement. Yeah. So there's a number of things that people come in and they're not even really thinking about it as decisions in a lot of cases. It's just kind of, this is what we're doing, this is what we're thinking. And at the end of the day, those decisions are going to have an impact on how much retirement income is available negatively in most cases. So we talked about, we did it over two episodes, and I'm sure we could do a few more on this, but we talked about things like Canada Pension Plan and Old Age Security, or CPP, OAS timing, tax implications. We talked about our tax buckets a little bit earlier. So, you know, where are we taking our income from? Things like just not keeping our estate plans up to date overspending early in retirement. So again, not doing that dress rehearsal, not taking care of some bigger expenses before we get to retirement, or at least not having money set aside for those and when retirement comes up. And actually another thing with inflation, and this is something we've seen with inflation the last couple of years is clients say, okay, we're going to do these renos. We want to buy a vehicle so that we have these expenses mapped there, but we've taken that into account. So you know, we have this money set aside for that. It's not a retirement money. But all of a sudden, the rentals they want to do is twice as much as what they budgeted. And the car's up, you know, 50%. Again, it's not that we didn't think about these expenses, but they didn't play out the way everyone expected. And that has a major impact. So those are just a few of the things 
But at the end of the day, I mean, we could go on and on. And there's a couple good episodes there that touch on a lot of the things to think about. And a lot of that, I think, comes back to pre Banerjee's findings on the value of advice, right? Like these are the things that if you're not doing this every day, it's kind of hard to know all the different things that you should be looking at. People don't go through retirement twice. So it's the first time you're going through it. You're encountering all these things, right? Exactly. So finally, episode 65, Fear to Freedom, Smart Risk Management and Retirement Planning. Yeah. So in here, I think we just highlight the fact that there is no such thing as certainty. (laughs) And that's just life at the end of the day, right? So a lot of people will come in and they have the idea, we talked about this earlier, you know, I think I need GICs or something guaranteed because I'm retiring and I can't afford to take or have any uncertainty. But the problem is the only thing we're making more certain by being too conservative is the fact that we'll probably run out of money one day, assuming we don't die earlier than expected. Mm -hmm. So there's either uncertainty about not getting enough returns because we're too conservative, or there's uncertainty about not getting enough returns because the market's too volatile. No matter how we look at retirement planning, and again, in life in general, there's always uncertainty. So in planning, what we're trying to do is we're trying to limit that uncertainty. And we're taking all the available information that we have about investing, about planning, about your situation. And we're putting together a plan that's going to try to manage that uncertainty, but put in place the tools that give us the best chance of success. I know it's a hard thing for people to get their head around the uncertainty of markets, but by not taking that uncertainty on, there's other uncertainty that comes into play. So there's no way to get away from it. It's just managing it. And again, using the tools to put the best possible plan based on what we know in place. I wonder if it's worth a mention here, because what comes to mind is the guardrails. Is that something that you would say kind of helps with mitigating that uncertainty and helping with risk management? Yeah, it does. Because one of the things it does is it gives us a plan ahead of time rather than just rerunning numbers and saying, okay, we're not on track anymore. We need to reduce. It gives us a framework. And so if we're working with you as a client, you know, okay, as long as my portfolio stays between this upper guardrail and this lower guardrails, whatever amounts those are, my income can stay consistent. And I know that if markets are bad, we're in a difficult time and we hit this lower guardrail, I already know what the plan is. I know we're going to have to tighten our belt a little bit. And (laughs) I'm, I'm laughing because one of our clients informed me that she does not wear belts. So that might not be possible. But (laughs) (laughs) um, aside from that, it's again, knowing, yeah, so there's a plan when things aren't going as well as we'd like, there's a plan for how we're going to adjust when we're going to do it and how we know we can kind of get back to where we started. So yeah, that's one of the tools that we would use, Lindsay. So any sort of final parting thoughts or a wrap up to 2023? Well, maybe one thing I'll say before we get to wrap up is we also just did an episode with David Barnett, which I don't know how popular it's going to be, but I had a lot of fun doing that. So if you haven't listened to that and you're a business owner, go back and listen to it because if you're a business owner thinking about retirement, there's some important info in there. But aside from that, I think it's been a lot of fun this year, Lindsay. We've touched on a lot of different topics. I've had a lot of good guests on. Mm -hmm. I don't think there was an overarching theme. I think if I try to come up with a theme, we talked a lot about purpose. Yep. But there's so many things we tackled, which is one of the reasons I love doing this show with you is because we get to stay on top of our game. We get to learn new things. So it's, yeah. it's always fun. And I'm excited for the new year. I hope that we can have some more great guests on. We've already started kind of reaching out and trying to build that list up. And we'll have some more interesting topics. So any thoughts from you, Lindsay? I think that talking about risk management and uncertainty is certainly timely but that tuning out the noise, as we always say, staying the course, seeing the long game, as it were, 
if you can kind of hold on to that, you'll be all right. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the end of 2023. Really, at this point, if you haven't already done it, obviously, this is the time everyone's thinking about it, right? But it's to start thinking about our goals for 2024. And if we don't have a plan to start getting all of our ducks in a row, so to speak, when it comes to all this retirement planning and personal planning outside of the finances, you know, now's the time to start taking actions, start having conversations and getting things mapped out. So start putting together those plans. Exactly. All right. Thanks for another great year, Lindsay. Thanks, Joe. Investment services are provided through Matthews & Associates Investments of Aligned Capital Partners Incorporated and approved trade name of Aligned Capital Partners Inc. ACPI. Only investment-related products and services are offered through ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI and covered by the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Tax planning, financial planning, and insurance services are provided through Matthews & Associates. Matthews & Associates is an independent company separate and distinct from ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI. Matthews & Associates are not licensed tax professionals, and you should consult with your tax advisor before acting on any recommendations. Thank you for joining us for this latest episode of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. Be sure to tune back in for the next episode. And until then, we're here to help you simplify and succeed in your retirement planning.